we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back finally to the Hot and Bravo <laughs> oh podcast, God. part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew McFarland. Eddie, why, oh, why, pray tell, are you laying it on so thick right now? Why don't you tell the viewers why? Well, there's been a little secret <laughs> that I've been hiding. Matthew thought it would be a great idea to keep y'all Guessing okay, not tell do not you. blame this on me. You asked me if we should say something or keep it to ourselves. And I was like, let's just keep it to ourselves. It'll be more fun. I moved to New York, y'all. Y'all, Edward Estrada <laughs> touched down last week on Manhattan Island. We're sitting in my apartment right now recording this live. This is not a virtual hangout anymore thank god because we had a hard time matching up our audio the sound <laughs> matching up i can ma- i was like is it on three do we clap on three or one two three clap Lord have mercy. every time we are not built for wrong. remote work but we are together again yes. we are back in the presence of each other so before we get into it eddie tell the world like how do you feel how's your first week it's literally been one whole week literally it's officially one week and today. you're in your apartment right around the corner from me <laughs> We're neighbors. Codependent. <laughs> so how do you feel? I feel honestly great. I, like I said, when I touched down in the city, it just felt right. It feels so, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And LA, it's been a lovely 10 year relationship, but I'm breaking <laughs> up with you. Yes. Good. I'm so excited to be here. It feels, it just feels so new and exciting and fun. And I'm exploring the neighborhood, which, yes, you, you, are. which you know fairly well. So. And you're slowly but surely expanding. You know, yeah. you're little by little, you're like going a little further uptown, going a little further downtown, getting on the subway. The subway was a whole yeah, situation. I was y'all. proud. I was like, proud papa. I was like, look at him. He's it's doing good. It. It's going. So, so now we're going to be recording all of our episodes from live. the Big Apple and yeah. live together. And I'm so thrilled. It's kind of crazy. It's way better this way. It's <laughs> w- It makes it so much easier. And... We were able to watch some of the shows together this week, which was great. That was great because, you know, I it's forgot how much it, you know, matters to like sit together sometimes and watch some of these. I but did get a little tired during Beverly Hills. You fell asleep. Well, it was like, it was like past 11 and that, which is <laughs> they like. They really could have bungled last week's Beverly Hills and this week's together. Maybe done like an hour and a half episode and just maybe cut the fat a little bit because I loved the. Well, should we just get into it? Let's just get into Beverly Hills. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, like the week that we're off, I feel like quite a bit happened. Yeah, it was a better episode last week than it was the yeah, finale. Yeah, but I thought the Chinese New Year celebration was beautiful. I thought Crystal was yeah. beautiful. Everyone looked great. For the most part, there were some choices that were a little extreme. I liked Rinna's outfit, but I don't know if I liked it on Rinna. The sparkly jumpsuit. Yeah, I mean... I love the outfit. I don't know if I like it on her. The whole thing about Rena is Rena's really, like, making jumps and plays, trying to do this whole wig fashionista thing. And naming and I, the wigs. And we I haven't really talked about that a lot. Yeah. Which one was it this time? Uma for Uma Thurman, which was kind of Which perfect. I thought was cute, considering the setting of yeah. where they were having the dinner. But it's just kind of more of the same. I, again, I said this last episode. I am Kyle. I feel like... yes. 
sitting there at the dinner table and Sutton is doing another mea culpa. And I don't even like Sutton that much. See, I'm liking Sutton. I know, I know. She's grown on me so much since the beginning of the season. But having Erica just sit there and dismiss her and be so cold and not own just her behavior a little bit and just, you know, give her a little bit of grace, give her an olive branch. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like you can tell Sutton's intentions are good at this point. Like enough. And the rest of the group, it sounds like has slowly turned on her, you know? Well, the whole thing of it is it seems like when she was telling this Tom Carr story again, she, it always almost was like she was forgetting it. Oh my God. And she was struggling to get through it for like, she was like, um, uh, and she was like trying to remember her lines. It felt like, and that for me, I mean, I told you my trust has flew away back with the, the no run mascara with her crying. <laughs> yeah. Probably that even was before that. One. I feel like it was after watching that was the beginning of the end, the I hustler think. and the housewife. I was completely done. Yeah. But I didn't really blame her for that. I blamed the morons at ABC who decided to do that. But yeah, for as a fan of hers, you can only say, oh, I think she's being manipulated and coached and controlled by her husband and the lawyer so long. Because there yeah. is an element of, Erica, you have the power to be graceful and to give your own mea culpa and really, like PK said, rebrand yourself and move forward in this new phase of like, maybe the pretty mess is over and like we're... There's a new there's a new era echelon for Erica Jane maybe just Erica I think where there, I think there could have been and she, she I think she botched it. the opportunity yeah so we've talked about this before yeah she she had every opportunity to become this new Erica and she didn't do it yeah I uh, since we're wrapping up the season I'm just gonna say this I'm sure this is pretty clear to everyone but whatever Kathy Hilton wants Bravo you give it to her to keep her on the show. I don't think there's ever been a greater first season performance by a housewife ever. I, I am going to bring up, there is a new twinkle in my eye and her name is Angie, but it's just that Salt Lake, but she, it's not as great. Yeah, no, but I it's think not as great as Kathy Hilton. Yeah, maybe, maybe Angie will be a best unknown housewife uh, debut. Yeah. And then Kathy can have well, all Ka- time and Kathy can have like famous person debut. Well, Kathy, I have to say killed me the episode that we missed last week because she was shooting off stuff left and right cracking me up. The fact that she literally got a, a head injury from a Barbie commercial from a golf ball hitting her. I was like, it's the delivery. It's the casual, just like, yeah, this is my life delivery that she gives all the time. It just, it's so like nonchalant, like, yeah, whatever. Like this is what's happening. Like this is who I am. I love seeing her and Kyle this whole season, like re, okay. you know, grow their friendship and their sisterhood and also her bringing Elliot Mintz to the party. I literally, he came on my screen and all I wrote down was Elliot Mintz burping killer, which is what is his appeal? <laughs> Robert Someone Durst. tell me his appeal because he's I thought he was a weirdo the person. first time. No, they're like, he's hilarious. And I'm like, I, there's nothing he, he has said or done up so much. And then he shows up and you're like, where is Elliot? This he's can't a, be, this can't be him. He's literally a mixture of Robert Durst, the burping killer from the jinx. If you haven't watched it on HBO max, you need 1000%. They are doppelgangers. It was, it's a mixture of him. And then Dana Carvey as like the turtle person from, um, oh. <laughs> master of disguise. Oh, which I have not seen and will not see. Oh my gosh. No, that's the best movie ever. No, that's, that's coming in a, in a, Something that we're working on. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. We can definitely do that for sure. So, yeah, Beverly Hills, I thought it was such a great season. I loved watching it every minute. 
my feelings for the women shifted yeah. completely throughout the season. And I'm kind of on the opposite end of where I think I started. Okay. And the reunion. The reunion looks so, 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 so the good. The trailer, y'all, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Where are you living under a rock? You got to watch it right Andy now. Andy literally going, I know how much money you make. I See, know how much money you earn on this show. this is why I love him is because when he, know, like, when he knows that he has a job to do, he will he fucking go for it. Cross-examining her is the only way that any of them get out of there alive. And... She needs to be prosecuted, and I'm so excited that he's doing it. And I love that, like, he's not taking any of her shit. It's going to be... We're getting all of our questions answered, it's and gonna it's going to be great. enlightening. It's going to be entertaining. I'm sure it's going to be everything we want and more. Also, I don't like Erica, like, taking credit. Like, the reason it's four parts is me. Yeah, Like, like she's really digging her f- heels and, like... Like, stop. It's it's not a good look, but we'll see. We'll see if she even comes back next now, year. I th- I'm, maybe, I wonder if you agree. I think they should keep this cast... The way it is. A hundred percent. Don't touch it. At least for one more season. Like, leave it the way it is. Yes. Like, I wouldn't mind a Denise Richards friend of, like, popping in to, like, I'd Come love back. to see her and Rinna, like, duke it out one more time. But, like, keep it the way it is. This I, is a really good group. I love Crystal. She had a fantastic first season as well. And so part of me thinks the only thing that they'll do is bring on Friends of next season. And part of me thinks Taylor Armstrong might be coming back. For the sole reason that she was on that Ultimate Girls trip this year. Oh, that's and true. And Kennedy's, like, old enough to be, like, she's, like, a teenager now. Like, she You're can live right. her own life. Like, Taylor can, I think I Taylor's ready to come Eileen back. I can Eileen coming back in, like, friend of moments. By the way, we said we were going to watch The Peacock. Which you did and I did I not. I watched the first episode, and I'm kind of, I'm, like, still interested, but it is the cheesiest. Well, it's soap. I mean, it's so fun, though. I mean, I just want to watch. I know that Rinna and Eileen have a scene together. Yes. So that's sort of what I really want to get into. Okay. But we'll keep you posted. <laughs> we'll keep you posted. All right. Speaking of reunions that I can't wait to see, Potomac. Um, because it was announced that Nicki Minaj literally did show up. I can't believe it, but I can believe it. I can't wait. She brought, I think she brought her own questions. I, so what it sounds like is Andy did the reunion and then Nicki Minaj comes in at the end and does her own reunion. Does like a follow up and ask some yeah. real like questions. Which is going to be, okay, first of all, the fact that Potomac is literally loved universally even by Nicki Minaj yes like everyone watches Potomac so if you're listening to this podcast and you not don't watch Potomac and there's I don't know who you are well yes we won't call her out but you know who you are best friend of ours that does not watch Potomac we need to get her on it ASAP yes I want to say though this cast is really throwing me for a loop this season because people I thought I loved, I'm not liking people that I thought I was not going to like. I'm loving. I'm talking about me and Candace, especially in these last two episodes. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it's funny, this trip to the Eastern shore, LOL, Chesapeake Bay. I, it really reaffirmed how I feel about all of the women. I'm really growing to like Mia. I think she's getting an unfair shake from the other women. Uh, mostly Candace and Ascala. Okay. And, and Wendy, but then, you know, this episode, Wendy and her made a connection when Wendy finally got to hear Mia's story and her background and how far she's come. And Wendy, it immediately clicked for Wendy. Oh, that comment that Candace made about your mother, 
being low budget yeah. is triggering for you because of all of the things you've been through. Like, did exactly. that hurt your feelings? And Mia's a really strong woman. I gotta mean, say. Yeah, no, she, I mean, I think she's had to be resilient for her entire life. Yes. And it shows, I think people will think of it as like kind of standoffish. And there was things in this episode, the most recent one that I was like, Mia, grow up. There are certain things that she says off the cuff that I think are just old bad habits, like a defense mechanism. But for the she, most part, I don't think I she think, really means those things. You can yeah. kind of tell just like it's a defense. And she was drinking. But for the most part, I think she, she's very clear headed about, how she needs to be treated and how matter of fact she is. And it's not going to sit well with all the women because I don't think they're used to someone coming in so new and being so like sure of themselves. Yeah, I agree. And own every single part of themselves. Like unapologetically, she's like, yeah, I was a stripper and that's how my husband met me. And now I run 14 businesses. Yeah. My mom did this, but now we have a great relationship. It's like, she's showing like, you know what? You can have one idea of me, but I'm going to completely blast that into the space because I've become the person I am because of those moments. Yeah. There are moments where like I wanted her to stand up for herself a little bit better, like in the bedroom with Escala and Wendy and Candace, or I want her to explain to Candace, like I wasn't trying to gossip with your mom. I was coming from a place of I've experienced trying to work with your spouse and it hasn't worked. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I got misconstrued. So again, she'll learn she's new. Her husband, though. Okay, G. I I was loving G this entire season. I was like, oh, he's great. Me he's too. A, he's a fun house husband. He's so kind and supportive. Like, he, you know. But I think he, this is the reason why he doesn't like to go on trips because I think that he knows that sometimes he gets a little loose. Okay. He was just, he was explaining to the group that they're open and that Mia picks the girls, but he, she likes, he likes white women. So she has to pick white women. And then he's literally like, <laughs> like simulating sex in front of everyone, pretending he has like a 20 inch dong. Well, and as it just, it got worse and worse because like they, they kept drinking more and more as more people entered the house. So by the time that Candace and Escala got there, it was just like a mess. And Mia is just standing there kind of letting it happen, which I was surprised about. Yeah. And then, but you get that they're like in on it together because then at one point he like calls the dealer for the G wagon she's getting to like, he's like, babe, you're going to want to take this call. And even she's like, what's going on? And it's literally like someone, he clearly her drunk she's dialed this person. I mean, I think this was, this was all a plan. Like she was going to get this car, but I think that he, he wanted to he was show like, off. Oh, I want to show off in my drunken stupor. And it just, it, it played off all wrong. And it was, I'm gross. just loving Eddie and Escala's husband, whose name I can't remember right now, but he, I know I can't either. He was so cute as well. Why aren't they showing more of them? I wish they were showing more of them. I think they will. Okay, I think good. they will. Cause I think they weren't, they probably weren't, sure if they were she was going to be like a fan favorite or whatever but she's, she's getting such it. a good response she's so cool i really love escala yeah um but i just love how eddie and her husband are like this guy's weird like this guy's crazy and then when he tells her to, to shut the f up and everyone's like this isn't great and if he's doing this in public what does he do in private like wendy fair question completely fair question oh no absolutely you know and i think she handled that with care candace and Escala, though, I think we're ready to, like, go in on her, especially Candace. Yeah. And that's sort of where the rest of the episode just takes us. It's just Candace and Mia jabbing each other whenever possible. Karen and Ashley show up. And that's when really things really blow up. But, like... Because Mia's like to Ashley, oh, this girl's picking on me. Like, And then like, Candace hears it and... She's it, like, I'm right here. It very much reminded me of Monique versus Candace last year. It reminded me of why Candace is so frustrating because she instigates 
Yeah. She instigates fights and it's really nasty. Mia kept very cool and calm, I thought, for the most part. Like her temperature was much lower than Candace's until the end when she threw the salad. But I would have done that too. Yeah. Honestly, I would have been so fed up and I'm not going to hit her, but I'll toss some food on her because this is annoying. I've I've only thrown a drink once in my life. Okay, see, I would not. I don't think I did And I that. felt so bad. I was like 20... 19 or 20. Yeah, I, I don't, I like, don't know. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Speaking of throwing drinks, should we get into VPR? Oh my God. Well <laughs> done. That was a good segue. VPR is back. Okay, y'all. I'm so excited. Um, I'm sorry again. And I said this when the trailer came out, all of you who said that VPR was, you know, never coming back or if it does, it'll never be the same because Jax and Stassi and Kristen are gone. Well, I'm so sorry. These first two episodes proved you all wrong. Yes. Lala is plenty. Lala is Ariana is is great. The Schwartz fan of all of it all. Katie is coming in hot this season. Gina is the good comedic talent. Jesus Christ. Gina and Brock. Who the hell is he? James, uh, just Raquel. Everyone. Everyone is on a 10. I'm nervous about James becoming the new Jax. And maybe we'll just do kind of like where they're at. Yeah, we'll go through each character and just go like where they're That's at, great. just yeah. to su- just to summarize just, both episodes at once. Yeah, because we missed last week, but we want to talk about his stuff. So, so James, okay, California sober. I don't mean to. I don't like the term California sober. Neither do I. It rubs me the wrong way. I can imagine people who are legitimately sober probably also find that a little offensive. I don't think that any type of substance is good for James as is evidenced by what happens these first two episodes with Max. He says he took like a pre-workout and then started calling Max. Max wanted to split a side salad or didn't want the side salad at all. No, Max was just pointing. It started out Max just simply pointing out, oh, hey, mate, it's an extra 10 bucks if you want to add avocado to this. It's a it's a surcharge. Yeah. And James goes off. Claiming like, Max, why can't you let me live and have my surcharge, basically? And it just goes left. And I understand Max's point of view. Like, he has been with James since the beginning. Has, I'm sure, been with him 100,000 times when he's gotten drunk and belligerent or coked out and belligerent and made a scene. And now you're, quote, unquote, sober or California sober and you're still behaving that way by Max. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter if you have drugs and alcohol in you or not. You're always going to be this way. No, 100%. And I think that's what... We're figuring out as I think James still has a lot of hurt and like a lot of darkness inside of there him. There might be more to it than just substances. It no, might and that's be what some, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah there's something spooky. deeper. And the way that he's, you know, sometimes treated Raquel, the way that he's treating his best friend and is basically his brother. Like, like you were saying when we watched, it's Lisa's two sons that she's trying to bring back to a common ground. Oh, hundred percent. And like, I, I felt so bad for James also at the, uh, you know, when they're in Palm Springs and at the table, James kind of says like, Oh, I'm not going to be DJing at sir actually because I got into a fight with Max, yada, yada, yada. The shame that washes over him is palpable. And I, I did appreciate everyone else being like, no, you, you can't discredit the strides you've made. Like this is just a bump in the road, yeah. which I do agree. But it is a red flag and a warning. Like, James, like, this is not the road you want to go down. You can't keep doing this. Well, good news is, is James is proposing to Raquel, which I think is adorable. I, yes, it, I am. I'm happy, but also I'm like Lisa being like, I don't know if the timing is right. I think they need another year. I think James needs more time. Well, but that's just me. 
I'm I'm gonna just go out on a limb right now and say James and Raquel are the new Jackson Brittany. I disagree because I don't think Jacks I don't think James is gonna stoop as low as Jacks. No, but they're they're Jacks and Brittany light. <gasps> oh, I see what you're like saying. They replace that void in the show. I'm not saying that James is gonna go. There for was Jax. a time when Brittany was beloved and there was a lot of remorse for her and a lot of empathy for her because she was dealing with someone like Jax. Yes. That yes. I totally see the parallel there. And I'm, I was, I'm going to say I'm sorry to Raquel because I was so mean to Raquel when we first started saw her on screens. I was like, who is this biatch? (laughs) And I thought she was dumb. I thought she was whatever. And then I've just seen that she's truly just like the kindest soul. I agree. In the entire world. I think she's just a really nice person. And because she's so like nice and, you know, sometimes she can get walked over and she's that very makes insecure. Her look, yes. Let's be honest. But she's beautiful. I think she oh, is smart. Oh, 100%. I have to say, I know I said it before. I, so she graduated with my sister from college. They oh. were like in the same college and everything. And I got photos of Raquel rocking down the stage. <laughs> I got pictures of my photo, pictures of my sister. And then I could not miss Raquel. I was like, I need to get a couple shots. So Raquel, if you want some graduation photos. Oh my God. <laughs> got them. I roll y'all. I'm eye rolling over here. Anyway, I will, and we'll get to it in a second, but I, I did, if I thought when she approached Lala and talked to her at the end of the second episode, I did go, Oh my God, Raquel, like you could do this a lot better, but we'll get to that in a second. Should we discuss Sandoval and Schwartz? Schwartz and Sandy, you mean? Is that not the worst name you've ever heard in your entire it life? It seems like Barney's Beanery, which is another restaurant that I refuse to go in, even though people are like, Barney's Beanery is Well, now, great. do you prefer, okay, which two do you prefer? Do you prefer Schwartz and Sandy's, or do you prefer Katie's idea, Once Upon a Tom? I kind of love Once Upon a Tom. I agree. It's much better than Schwartz and Sandy's, if you're going to, whatever. They're both cheesy as hell, and like. Now, let me just state for the record, I love Sandoval, and Schwartz I've always found very frustrating. I will say I'm so annoyed with Sandoval right now. He's being such a little baby bitch about the name. And I totally agree with Katie that he needs to lighten up and open up his mind to people's opinions. But I also agree that Schwartz man up and tell your business partner that you don't like the name. If you don't like the name, would you go as far as saying they are a sissy bitch who needs to be slapped? Because I would Oh my god! just saying that it's not, it's not a homophobic, but (laughs) okay. Fine. I understand why Sandoval sometimes feels like he has to make all the decisions and do everything because of who Schwartz is. But in this instance, everyone is telling you that the name is bad. Yeah. So grow up and get over it. And then Schwartz like being like, I was just trying to have Katie put a seat of doubt in and like, cause I didn't like the name. It's like, just tell your business partner. I don't like the name. It's not going to work yeah. out for me. And I also loved when Randall called Schwartz out being like, I'm going to talk to Sandoval from now on when I'm, I'm dealing with investments and dealing with your company. Cause clearly this guy knows what you're just, I'm he doing. has no idea what he's doing. He, what he's he talking doesn't about. know what the concept is. He doesn't know what, like it's clearly all Sandoval, you know, it's, yeah. So I would be so frustrated if, and I loved when Lala turned to Katie and was like, Oh, do you want my, you want me to tell my man to lighten up? And she goes, no, he can handle it. She's like, no, Schwartz is a pussy and I need him to man up. I need him to, I love Katie. I love Katie right now. Y'all she is coming into her own and she's not taking any bullshit. She's great. Let's talk about Ariana because if we're talking about Katie, who we love, we also need to talk about Ariana who we also love. And, Ariana's been had a lot going on, I think, in these last two episodes. 
she kind of is having to deal with the Sandoval kind of blowout with Schwartz and Sandoval and Katie. Like she, I feel like she's kind of having to manage that, but she's also having to manage a fallout with Sheena and Lala. And now she's involved in it as well. Yeah. Because Lala, for some reason on a podcast went off and was saying that like, I don't know why Ariana, Ariana and I are fooling each other. Like we're not friends. Like we need to, you know, stop being fake with each other. And Ariana is sort of thrown for a loop. Mm-hmm. So when she's drunk later in Palm Springs, Oh no, this is at the housewarming party. Yeah. Um, before that at Sandoval's, um, Ariana kind of goes off a little bit and is like, what is the deal? What's going on? Why are we at this point? I don't know why where that where all that stuff came from on the podcast. And Lala just goes off and starts just yelling at her. It was really, really bizarre. And then Charlie tries to get involved, and we'll talk about Charlie later because oh, Charlie's God. now I love Charlie. I'm and not you're fan. not gonna get you're I'll, not gonna change me. Again, I'll give her the season because she's here, so I'll give her the season, I think, but I I think you're gonna enjoy her more and more. Mm, but see. I I as much as Lala kind of blew up at Ariana, I was like, you need to calm down. It's you were the one who said that they weren't giving you enough attention or they weren't being as close with you during the pandemic as they could have. You kind of did the same thing to Sheena in a sense, but I also felt like the way Lala explained to Sheena was fair because Sheena's so sadly before she had summer moon, Sheena had a miscarriage Mm -hmm. and lost her baby Mm -hmm. and she was really going through it. And so she called Lala and Lala answered. And I guess what happened was, Lala offered to go see her and Sheena's like, no, I'm okay right now. But then a couple hours later when Lala was on her way to dinner with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, her famous movie star friends, LOL, her famous friends. She was like, I Lala, Lala was like, I can't come see you right now. Sheena, like I'm going to dinner. Like, and you already told me you didn't need me. Me, me, me. So that's the thing. It's like, I, I get where Sheena's coming from because she's like, I really needed someone. And I thought you were going to be the one. But at the same time, I get where Lala's coming from because it's like, you already told me one thing. I can't drop my life every second. Yeah, that's the thing is I, since we're talking about Lala, I love Lala. I think she's fabulous. I know you love her. I loved the I Want My Man to Milk Me, the live home video oh, of her giving birth. Like, God. the name of her child. Like, it's all working for me. It's super funny to me. You literally making fun of the name I was trying to then be like, it's working for me. It, all of it. All of it in terms of the show. I'm just chef's kiss. It's all great. I did agree with Lala that like I can't be a mind reader and we all can't yes, expect each other yes. to be mind readers. We need to be explicit and upfront with each other about how we feel. With that said, Lala takes that to an extreme and really cuts to like the throat yes, and really goes for the jugular when quote unquote telling the truth. She's got to find a happy medium because it's not working for her. But I agreed with her where she was like, I, I, you told me one thing and then decided something else yes. without letting me know and then put me on blast. And then I subsequently got a lot of hate for that. So like you, it, we're neither of us are, are, you know, um, neither of us are guiltless here, but I'm glad, and I'm glad that they worked it out at the party. Me too. And they were just, and Lala was crying because she was like, we missed all this time. In our and then, okay, now that we're back to the Raquel moment, like Raquel, like I thought Raquel was going to really like take it home being like, I'm really like, you know, she comes to Lala's aid and wants to make her feel better. And you know, they were, I felt like they were about to like reconcile. And then she goes, I don't care what you think about me and I don't need your approval. And then Lala's like, what? Wait, wait, 
Okay, so wait, what are we talking about? Like, what? What's the I th- situation? Yeah, like, I thought we were going one way and now we're going another. Like, her delivery was so, like, sideways, which then, of course, it bleeds over to Charlie and Ariana, and that's how the whole night ends on that first episode. But it was a riot. It was, yeah. I mean, I think Lala's going to be the star of the season. I hate to say it. I think she's, everything's going to center around her. I know that you said this, and I agree. Like, did she really think she was going to get on the New York Times bestseller list? Matthew, I, right when she said it, I was I like, love her, but come on, you're not Stassi. Like, you haven't been, you weren't an OG who, you know what I mean? Stassi's- and we know, and we know your story. You gave blowjobs in a Range Rover and married Randall. And that's a literally a direct quote from you. Which is totally chill, no judgment, but we yeah, already know the story. We know the story. We don't, you know. I mean, Tale I guess old ma- as time. maybe she delved into the first seventeen years of her life that we don't she, know no, about. No, she just talked about sticking Randall's toothbrush up her butt and not telling him when. Oh, that's right. She was mad at him, which is just. And then they just showed clips of Randall brushing his teeth. I was like, nah, not for me, dude. No. Okay. Thank you so much. Speaking of Charlie, should we get into Charlie really quick? Really quick, though. Do we want to talk about the fact that there was a magician at Sheena's party? Okay. I love a good magician, though. I wrote magician question mark, but then was immediately sold when he took the ring, put it in the balloon, the balloon fell away, and then went to go get the present, opened up the present, the ring was in the present. Like, that was very cool. That, all, stuff like Even that. Even Lala was like, no, that everyone, cool. <laughs> everyone, like, turned to each other and they were like, what the heck just happened here? But yeah, Charlie, I'm glad she's here, I guess. You know, she, she had a great showing at the last reunion. So I'm looking forward to, I guess, where she'll go from here. I did like her holding her own with Lala, but then... I I don't know. I, I want to hear about her story with with her disordered eating, and I want to hear about her. her all, I want to hear about that. Yeah. And the confessional story that she told, I was really moved by. But I don't know why that had to get conflated with Lala and Charlie's fight that was happening right there. It all, I don't know. It all just seemed very bizarre to me. Well, I think, I think Charlie got drunk. And was like, oh yeah. And I think she's forgetting that they're literally wasted. They're wasted the <laughs> all whole time. the time. And I think, I think <laughs> it. I think the fight also brought up like all of you guys came after me for my food stuff. When yeah. you guys have no, like you can't say you know me when you know nothing about me. No, that's you know what that's so true. And Lala was trying to be like gangster, and I loved Charlie being like, well, no, I've actually been like had guns to my head had guns pointed at me like i've been with gangsters like i grew up in barstow but i was like oh shit lala and her might have more in common than they know but lala's (laughs) lala's all talk i don't think lala's real like charlie like the way charlie handled herself i was like oh shit this girl has been through some has been through it so and i'm happy that she's standing up and she's talking you know her food related trauma is like so much more intense than I could even imagine. I was expecting her to say, you know, kind of something a little bit closer to home, but the abuse that came with her eating, if she didn't eat certain that things, that was what really got me is so, so fucked up. Yeah. So crazy. And I mean, I get it. I'm like, I like why she has her comfort foods. I mean, comfort foods are such like a, a true real thing. Like if you have disordered eating or you have issues, like it's, it's nice to have like your PB and J or like, of course, of course, you know, chicken and rice. Oh, like, <laughs> no, that's know. right. And no, no pasta, no pasta. So I will get to know her more again. I always give people the, the season. I always do. Before we move on to salt Lake though, I did want to say one more thing. Um, 
LVP had this air of sadness around oh, her. Oh, hundred percent. And again, that could be COVID. That could be, you know, I know she lost family members over the pandemic. She may just be exhausted and just worn out, but she just seemed like she was on the brink of tears. Yeah. When she went with Ariana to lunch, when she w- met with Schwartz and Sandoval, she just seemed really down. And so I miss her. I just hope that she is okay. Ken is old. Yeah. He has aged a lot. And so I think everyone should just say a little prayer for Ken when you go to bed tonight. How long have you been waiting to say that? I literally like, popped in my brain. I'm just a genius. So everyone say a prayer for Ken. And should we head over to Salt Lake? Yeah. Let's, let's go to Salt Lake. I guess the real big thing on the docket with Salt Lake is because, I mean, they wrapped up the, 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 you know, they wrapped up the ice fishing and Jen and Meredith came to some sort of reconciliation for now. But the big headliner story is the friend of Angie, Angie, her relation to Whitney and why that may have, you know, ignited um, a conspiracy in which Lisa fucks with Angie's event. So let's just dive in. Let us dive in. Okay. So, Angie, we've been introduced to through Lisa. She's goofy. She is an interesting one. She's Mormon or Mormon adjacent, I would say, because she's not going to church until her transgender child is recognized in the church. So many things in that sentence are just fucking fabulous. I know. I was like, as I was saying, God bless her and her husband. Her husband is so sweet. Yes. They, when he started crying, talking this, telling their story about their kid, I was just like, I was emotional. But yeah, so Lisa and Angie have known each other since they were for like 20 years or something like that. Yeah. Not tots, but she was, she used Lisa's fake ID, right? Oh, that's right. So like, you know, you know, fun stuff. Teenage tots. (laughs) So Lisa and Angie have been friends forever. And now Angie has met Whitney through this group. And she found out that her and Whitney have the same like great, 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 great grandfather or uncle or something like that. Yeah. Which with all due respect in the Mormon community is not the craziest. I mean, yeah. At the same time, when you get up like four or five greats into like grandparents, the like the lineage in the tree is you have so many relatives. But I think that they were implying that they're like second cousins. Like they're, they're pretty closely related is what I was gathering. I'm sorry. I'm kind of with Lisa where I'm like, it's like saying I'm from Adam and Eve. No, but that seemed really gross to me. I got to say like it, it, the way that Lisa really went in on that seemed really weird. Really? Yeah. See, because when I heard it, I mean, I was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to be, like, linking up with my fourth great grandfather. Like, my grandma does It's just great, great. It's not great. It's just great, great grandfather. I swear. It was, like, great, 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 great. No, it's not. It's just great, great, I think. No? No, there was, like, four greats. I don't think so. Because I just remember being, great, great, great. Lisa's (laughs) take was purely colored by the fact that she doesn't like Whitney and refuses to admit it. Which is the whole crux of this whole problem. Yeah. So I found it interesting that Angie and Whitney get lunch and then Angie mentions, oh, by the way, I had a little tea with Lisa, mentioned that you'd be coming to the event for my child. A couple hours later, I got a phone call. They're canceling, they being the catering company, because they need to prioritize an event for Lisa per 
Lisa's assistant's instructions. And Angie goes to Whitney with this and says, what do you think? And Whitney's immediate reaction is she's sabotaging you, which seemed a little dramatic. But then by the end of the episode, I have to say, Lisa, I think, showed her cards. And I think that it's true. So here's the thing. Okay, give me your take. My thing, and must I say, I'm so glad we're not talking about Brooks this week. Oh, I'm avoiding it like the plague. I know that he's having a scene with Jen next week, so we're going to have to talk about it. But I'm <laughs> the plague over here. So, <laughs> Lisa. I know that I'm going to agree with you next week on something. We already talked about it because we saw a preview for next week, and I you said something about it, and I agreed. So we'll get into it next week. I don't even remember All friends here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad <laughs> I'm here, flesh. too. Okay, so the thing with Lisa <laughs> is... Part of me thinks because it's their friend. It's like their friends who work with Lisa's catering. It said that they had an event with Lisa and they were going to be focusing on that and that relationship, which makes me think that there was either another event like the next day or something that was also a big event or nearby that Lisa's company was sponsoring. And, or I think it might've had to do something with the Mormon church and it being an LGBT, um, I thought so event. that that last one I thought might have been a possibility, but wouldn't they have known that and like immediately? That would have been explicit, I think, in the initial planning so, of mean, it. And Angie said that they were stoked about it, literally the day before, and then the next day the tone was completely changed. It, so that's where I'm saying I could have been Lisa not saying like don't do the event, being like you know the the Mormon community or something Lisa, yeah happen. it's really because Lisa's beliefs are very sketchy well because she she also I thought ordered a, something she asked if there was Vita tequila like an episode before and I was like I thought she doesn't drink no I think she just wanted to ask if her product was there okay. that's so Lisa okay. is my product here like let, come on okay so I was yeah because I was like oh my gosh Did she, like, lying about everything? But no. No. And I like Lisa. I See, this episode was literally an illustration of all the reasons why I don't like her. Because she's fake as fuck. Like, she is all nice to Angie. And then this thing may or may not have happened. And then we go to the party. She shows up, ignores Whitney after telling Whitney, insisting that there's no beef between them, but then flat out ignores her, just goes straight to Jenny and then makes comments about how, Oh, a part, there's no, there's nothing worse than a party with no food, (laughs) knowing full well that maybe the catering is messed up. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, but when Angie (laughs) confronts her with all of this in the sitting room, I thought Whitney's take was a hundred percent correct. It was no tears, no real crying, no real upset. It was just like, how do I get out of this situation where I know I'm getting caught? Well, when she leaves the room and immediately her face drops and like, she's no longer crying. I was like, Whoa, she is diabolical. And I'm sorry, but Lisa blew up and immediately got said something about Whitney and about like the fact that she doesn't like her or the fact that like, there's something wrong with her. Yeah. Immediately blew up. And it just, it, to me, it all read, and Angie stayed perfectly calm. So I don't know if that's because Angie's taking a little something, something. No judgment, allegedly not verified, <laughs> but she just was very calm. And I'm really impressed if that's practiced or if that's put on, but either way, girl. I got to say, Lisa Barlow's tactics reminded me of Ramona Singer. Yes. Oh my God. 1000%. I felt bad for Meredith. I love Meredith and Jen being like, why are we in here? 
Like, she's why like, are I we need being- you guys. She's like, I need you guys to come in here for this meeting. And they're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> then Whitney, that shitster, is like, I don't know what's happening in there, but I'm super nervous about and she it. She walks in and she's like, Lisa's like, can you leave? And she's like, do you want me to leave? But Whitney's so good at like putting on a good face when she needs to. She was like, I just came in here worrying about my friend. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, she's, I love her. <laughs> she's the best. She's great. Not a lot of Heather this episode, but. You know, I miss her. We did see Dre last episode, which, which made I, me I was excited. So happy. Although she, I think I made a note about how she was literally wearing a t-shirt that didn't look like a t-shirt dress; it just looked like a t-shirt. But I love her. She looks great. Miss her. But I was a little concerned for She'll her. She looked a little crazy. She probably was went into work the day and was like, "They were like, oh, we need to shoot like something." She's like, "Oh crap." Yeah. So next week we get some a Jen and Brooke sit down, which I know you're eager to you know dish and dive in on. <laughs> All I'm saying is anyone can be a sissy bitch. I agree. I agree. There was truly no homophobic tweets. I'm excited to get to the reunion on this because I want a full, and I hope Meredith and Brooks show up with it, but I hope I want a full, like, (laughs) I want to see the receipts. I want a, like a police board, like an exhibit, a exhibit B board, like Like, brought out, rolled out on a bulletin board. Show me everything. I want to see it because I want to see if, you guys are just blowing up a situation. Yeah. I don't know. And it looks like Whitney and Lisa also have a sit down. So maybe we'll get some ironing out of stuff like that. And now I, I now I really want a Del Taco fish taco. Do they have Del Taco here in New York? I actually don't know. Pa- they, have, they have Taco Bells everywhere. Okay. Well, I want a Del Taco fish taco. Okay. Like well, Lisa. you might be shit out of luck when you have to go to Jersey for that. I'm not going to Jersey. <laughs> I'm telling you that much. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew's sister listens all the time. She's like, hey. Oh, hi, girl. We love you. All right. So. Did we mention it all? I think we mentioned it all. I it think feels we got so good to be in your presence again, my it, dear friend. I got to say. Does. It does. It's very nice. And in a whole new city, a whole new world. I'm looking out at the, this New York skyline. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I really hate you well y'all we mentioned it all so thank you for bearing with us as we got eddie settled last week but yeah, we're I'm back sorry. and we'll be here every uh thursday well we will record on thursday we'll be out on friday today um we'll probably be out on saturday but make sure you rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us whether that's soundcloud stitcher uh itunes google play music or spotify wow i totally fucked that up no, you it's got been a minute. it you got it it's been a minute be sure to like us and follow us on Instagram. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. See, I got that part right. And we'll see you next week. Adios. New York, New York. Oh, goodness. <laughs>